The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazrowski. Outside currently, we're looking at mostly cloudy skies. 46 degrees in Buffalo. Work set to begin on a new stadium for the Buffalo Bills after a deal was finalized yesterday in Erie County. WBEN's Brayton Wilson here with more. Let the shovels hit the ground for construction in Orchard Park. The final vote of approval was given by the Erie County Legislature on Thursday to finalize the project agreement for a new state-of-the-art football stadium for the Buffalo Bills. For legislators like Minority Leader John Mills, this stadium deal is a slam dunk for not just the Bills and Bills Mafia, but also residents of Western New York. It's an outstanding document and well thought of, constructed, and it gets us out of the stadium business. It doesn't get us out from paying for the stadium, but at least it's spread over the whole state now. So the state owns the stadium, so it's off our back. It's a good situation because, let's face it, the Buffalo Bills are part of the fabric of our community. It's an economic force in our community. It's a marketing force in our community, so it's a win-win. Erie County Executive Mark Polingcars was certainly a appreciative of the legislature's approval of the stadium agreement on Thursday by a unanimous 10 to nothing vote. He commends the legislature for doing their due diligence with the review process and checking off all the boxes before giving their final stamp of approval to allow for construction to begin. I was just asked by uh, someone, am I happy that this is over with? And I said, well, one part of it's over with. Now we actually have to build the stadium and the county will be intimately involved in that process. Though the bills through Gilbane Turner, their construction manager will be the ones that will be overseeing it, will be reviewing it, will be constantly watching it to ensure the terms of this deal are being followed as it pertains to the construction of the stadium. Preliminary construction for the new stadium is set to begin in the coming days across the street from Highmark Stadium. Major construction efforts will begin with excavation of the site in early June and a target date of September 22, 2026 has been set to have substantial completion of the new facility. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you. So uh, it's going, it's in place. The stadium set to be built, construction set to begin in just under a month. And for those wondering, it was spelled out in some of the paperwork yesterday, uh, not just construction of the new stadium, but teardown of the current Highmark Stadium as well, which would happen pretty quickly. The deal spells out that the teardown of Highmark Stadium and clearing of the site, so, I mean, that's a lot of work on top of just taking it down, right. will be complete by March of 2027. So, you know, the takedown part of that, <laughs> you know, takedown, will probably happen pretty soon after the new stadium opens, uh, just to give people an idea of what's expected over the next few years. But major project, we'll have much more on this throughout the morning here on WBEN. Buffalo teachers set to begin voting today on a new union president who will succeed Phil Rumor. Three candidates are running, Mark Bruno of Riverside, Melissa Kenny of Bennett, and Rich Negro of Buffalo Culinary School. Voting will be open for 12 days. The new president set to be announced just over a week from now, May 18th. Developer Doug Jamal has purchased the Roycroft Inn in East Aurora. The Roycroft Inn is currently owned by the Margaret Went Foundation. Purchase price not disclosed. Jamal owns Seneca One Tower, former Buffalo Police Headquarters, the Statler, Hyatt Regency, Richardson Hotel, and Boulevard Mall. Jamal said his plans for the Roycroft are to keep it just as it is. All right. Well, I think a lot of people are happy to hear yes. that last part, just as it is. New drugs targeting Alzheimer's, giving many families across western New York hope. WBEN's Tom Puckett has more on the latest developments. 
Lauren Ashburn of the Alzheimer's Association says Eli Lilly's results of Donanumab, which is aimed at treating early symptomatic Alzheimer's disease, were encouraging. Once they started this drug, they did not have any progression of symptoms for one year while taking this medication. They actually saw that the people that completed the medication for a year to 18 months saw that this benefit actually uh, continued while not even taking the medication. That means the progression not only can be slowed or stopped, says Ashburn. Treatment can only take 12 to 18 months, and you'd never have to take it again. The people that have been benefiting from this in the trial are those that are diagnosed in the early stages of Alzheimer's disease or those living with mild cognitive impairment due to Alzheimer's disease. So you do have to have a diagnosis and be in the early stages of the disease for this to benefit you. Ashburn says she has one major concern. That is, CMS is keeping similar treatments from being covered by Medicare. There are two other treatments that are on the market that are not available to people unless you can pay the $26,000 that it costs to uh, get this treatment uh, out of pocket or you have to be in a clinical trial and those are not offered all over the place. So access is extremely limited. Hear more online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. And uh, great to have uh, that hope for families suffering from the disease. Rite Aid set to close three Western New York stores. The stores on Pine Avenue in Niagara Falls and the Broadway and West Ferry locations in Buffalo will all close. The Niagara Falls store has already shut its doors as of yesterday. The two Buffalo locations expected to shut down in the next week. One of America's most notorious murder cases could soon be reopened after attorneys for the Menendez brothers requested their decades-old conviction for killing their parents be overturned, citing new evidence. In recently filed court papers, their attorneys point to new evidence found by a relative, which they say corroborates the brother's allegation of abuse. It's a letter written by Eric Menendez to one of his cousins eight months before the killings that reads, I've been trying to avoid dad. It's still happening, but it's worse for me now. The court documents also cite a new documentary on the streaming service Peacock, where a former member of the boy band Menudo also accuses Jose Menendez of abuse when Menendez was an executive at RCA Records. That's Rhiannon Alley reporting. All right, a lot of people will be watching that. Major rain flooding in many parts of the country, creating a prime breeding ground for mosquitoes, causing the typical mosquito season to start early. States like California, Iowa, Florida, expecting more mosquitoes than in years past because of the rain. Robin King is communications director of the Collier Mosquito Control District. Says it's all about that standing water. In 2023, we're seeing a pretty early mosquito season, both in Florida and in other parts of the country where there's been massive amounts of rain, massive amounts of snow melt and storms that are leaving behind destruction and therefore standing water where those mosquitoes can breed. Even places like uh, Minnesota, which saw a snowier winter than normal, expecting some swarms, and Ooh. you'd have to think uh, the same would be true here. All that melting snow, right? Sitting around for a while somewhere. Yes. So uh, just something to haven't keep thought in mind. about the that part of it. I uh, it was when it was nice the other week. Had to get out some bug spray for the first time. You know, I mean, they were I out. I do remember they were out, but it was only for the weekend. Uh, that yeah. I haven't seen them since. Well, it I've, cooled down too. This weekend, maybe it's uh, the be comeback. Back. 
And the deaths of four horses at Churchill Downs have cast a shadow over the Kentucky Derby. The trainer of two of the horses will not be allowed to run in tomorrow's Derby. Trainer Safi Joseph Jr. has been ordered to scratch all of his horses from all races at Churchill Downs, including his entrant in Saturday's Kentucky Derby, Lord Miles. This decision follows the sudden deaths of two horses trained by Joseph within 72 hours. The 36-year-old trainer will not be allowed to enter any horses in any race in Kentucky until further notice, according to Kentucky regulators. Necropsies will be performed on the two horses to determine how they died. Joseph has said he's ordered tests on their feed and hay. Brian Clark, ABC News. Really strange situation all around the Kentucky Derby, which is tomorrow are you a big derby person uh, i'll get into it at the last minute i <laughs> i really it. struggle to be i'm i like a party right it's and a there's a lot idea. of nice derby parties i like a party yeah. but the race itself i it's always these things i feel like you know half of america feels on super bowl sunday where it's i you know they're saying i don't watch this at any other point in the year but i'm expected to care about it now right um, that's a, you're right that's, that's my the kentucky same derby thing. feeling but, For this two-minute race. But that's the thing. It's two minutes. Yeah. So I'll be watching. The exclusive WBN 7 weather forecast calls for clouds and times of sunshine. It's going to be a lot brighter. The breeze a little bit on the cool side still. Otherwise, looking for high temperatures back into the upper 50s. Tonight brings a mainly clear sky. The overnight low temperature in the upper 30s and low 40s. Saturday looks like a winter. Wall-to-wall sunshine from hilltop to lakeshore and highs in the mid-60s. Sunday brings a mix of clouds and sun. The high in the upper 60s to near 70. With your exclusive WBN 7 weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. Joining us on the line now, now, John Simperman, who has joined us a number of times throughout this entire process to look at the Bills Stadium deal, uh, what might happen. And, John, now we know what is going to happen. The deal is done. We've talked with you before about uh, a little bit of disappointment that it might not be in downtown Buffalo. Now that you've seen the final deal, you know what's going to happen. What are your impressions? Yeah. Hey, Brian. Uh, good morning. Yeah, it seems like we've been talking about this for two years, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, here's what Buffalo receives. You know, uh, the, the great news here is it, it, it locks the team here for, for 30 years for, you know, a new generation of fans. Uh, state-of-the-art stadium downtown, which, you know, I'm sorry, <laughs> in Orchard Park, which was the quickest path, you know, to get the new stadium uh, approved. So, you know, here's the great news is the team's locked here for, for 30 years. Uh, I got to say, as a small market team that Buffalo is, there were no guarantees of that without the new stadium. What do you think about the timeline of getting this ready for the September 2026 season? Aggressive. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that is one of the advantages of uh, building in Orchard Park is, you know, there's a lot less clearing of land, a lot less hurdles, uh, you know, fewer neighbors. Uh, so uh, it is aggressive, um, and, but uh, there are advantages to, you know, breaking ground in Orchard Park versus downtown. I mean, really aggressive, right? Uh, three years yeah. to be, we look at some of the other projects around town. I was uh, mentioning earlier this morning, the stage that's being constructed on the Outer Harbor. It's just a stage, and they've been working on that for a couple of years. So to have this right. big stadium in the surrounding area, uh, that's going to take a lot of work. Well, but absolutely, Brian. But you know, a lot of work has been done behind the scenes. I mean, there's been obviously construction companies engaged for you know 
a good 12, 18 months. Um, they have partnership with other third-party vendors and contractors. So there's been a lot of work that we all have not seen, um, and it's all been ramping up to to yesterday with the with the final approval. I want to look at the uh, development around the stadium, and I know you've, with your experience, you've seen stadium districts before in other cities. The Orchard Park Town Board's talking about a stadium overlay district, but do you think they're a little late to the game here? Should this have been ready to go? You know, Susan, let let me say this. Here's what what we received with this approval. You know, let me take a step back. If, If we were all focused on ancillary development, the stadium would have been downtown, right? Hotels are there. Infrastructure's there as far as public transportation. If we wanted a stadium um, built with a great area for tailgating, <laughs> we have that in, in Orchard Park. It's apples and oranges. Uh, you know, I'm not as bullish as the town of Orchard Park in ancillary entertainment around the stadium in Orchard Park. I'm just not. We, uh, you know, we don't have the public transportation there. Um, you know, 10 to 12 days a year, does not support, you know, a whole entertainment district. So I'm not as bullish as ancillary uh, development in Orchard Park, but I will tell you, it'll be an unbelievable stadium and fans will probably, you know, be able to continue a great tailgating experience. That's what we have in Orchard Park. Would the entertainment district, though, support an entertainment district, um, if that makes sense at all to that? In other words, could you build something up where, the stadium is just part of an attraction on off days. Like, oh, the stadium's right there. You can visit the, you know, uh, the big buffalo that they're planning on putting out there. Maybe there's a museum yeah. or team store that's open. But there's enough to do around it. Or, or do you think that that's not reasonable to expect in Orchard Park? Yeah, I don't think that's reasonable to expect in Orchard Park. I mean, we've had 40 years to build ancillary development around the stadium. That hasn't happened. So I'm not sure why a new stadium is a catalyst I, if the old stadium wasn't. Is the difference, though, certainty? I, I'm just thinking to try to put myself in a developer's shoes. Yeah. I could never see myself investing money near the current stadium at any time in mm-hmm. my lifetime because there's always been this question of, is the team going to be here? If they are still here and they build a new stadium, which is coming, oh, it's going to be in downtown Buffalo, they're leaving. Now you have a little bit of certainty. Yeah, you do have certainty. But, you know, what you don't have certainty is, you know, what the program, programming is the other 350 days a year, right? So, um, you know, Buffalo is a market. Uh, you know, we're not that large of a market. So, you know, the question is, if we're building an entertainment district in Orchard Park, where are those people coming from, Right. Are they coming from downtown where they used to spend money? Are they coming from Elmwood? Are they coming from Chippewa? You know, the point is there's a finite number of people that live here. And unless we're bringing new people into the market to spend money, I'm just not sure where the market's large enough to to really support another 365-day entertainment district. You know, the town is considering a hotel. They don't have zoning right now for a hotel in Orchard Park. And today we talked to uh, the Chamber of Commerce executive director who said they're they're thinking right now about a four-story hotel. I mean, does does you're saying not much really changes 
with this new stadium in terms of how fans use it, except for possibility of a hotel? Well, and again, the hotel's great. You know, I, I, I think we in Western New York, and I know uh, Visit Buffalo and Egg will, would agree, we need more hotel rooms. So that's, that's a positive. But, you know, my question is, you know, who is staying in that room for 350 other days a year? I know they can fill it up for the games, but, you know, that, so that's the question. And that's, those are the questions that, and the and an analysis that any developer will do, you know, prior to, you know, building a hotel. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.